You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time, like me. We can help each other with that. I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. What up, folks? Damn, we're back quick as shit. This is a brand new episode, a review episode of Marvel's latest and not so greatest Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. You're listening to the best damn movie pop culture review podcast you'll find anywhere we are words from blurs i am jt and obviously the other person on the other end of the mic is adu let's just get right into this adu just so you guys know we saw ant-man and the wasp quantumania together um in the most cramped ass theater that a no, is in Hold on. I don't I don't think it's cramped. It's not cramped. I know you don't. It's not cramped for somebody under five or right. under six okay. feet. Here we go. All right. <laughs> hey, it's okay. You're a short king, and that's all right. All right. I'm just well, saying. you know what? I I you, I I quite enjoy two people. that theater. Yeah. I think it's I can see and, and that theater gets zero business, which is why it's Closing See, down now. Now, well, this is just unnecessary shade. This is even like why? Why? Why you gotta come for one of my favorite things? Yes, it is. Well, you anyway, know what? you may not like it. I like it. Oh, I can't wait till we find a new theater to go to. Anywho, yes, folks, we saw Quantum Mania together, same day, same theater, and you will probably be getting more reviews of us this year seeing movies together all right Adu, would you care to run down what the plot of this movie is yeah um we're not gonna get into spoilers right now we may do spoilers later if we do we'll let you know but um yeah just an overall you know summary uh spoiler free summary so again we're back with ant-man and the wasp scott lang and uh hope what's van dyne there we go van dyne Thank you. And uh, but this time they're on an adventure. It's the whole ant family. You know, you got Hank involved, you got the mom. What's the mama's name again? Janet. Janet. You got Janet involved, and you got the little daughter involved who was actually recast. Um, I think we'll have a pain. Unnecessarily. Yeah, you know, but I, I guess they wanted someone uh, apparently the studio said they wanted someone like more recognizable for this larger role. I don't know. I, I don't like remember he, where I've seen this girl before. I've seen her before. So, um, well, I know I've seen. I know her. I've I seen have her somewhere. Yeah, she's, I know she's, I've seen her. I just don't know where. She's one of those like young actresses that you've probably seen like on a TV show, like first, but you know, and then like you know, this is her like or something. Yeah, yeah, but this is her like big like movie um, debut. Um, I'll look up her name later, but yeah, and then she's in there, and so basically they all get stuck in the quantum realm. Which, you know, as much as, you know, the Ant-Man movies and I think some other movies like um, Endgame, for example, have kind of given some some uh, some voice, some, you know, some service. Like they've talked about the quantum realm before. We actually get to see it in yeah. these movies. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, and but... the quantum realm is so much deeper and a larger in expanse than we thought. Yeah, I would definitely you like know, to see there's... more of it. Um, but we'll talk about that more later. Uh, so, yeah, they get stuck in the quantum realm and... Janet turns out may have been keeping some secrets because down there, why she was so scared of the quantum realm to begin with is she was a whole thug by the name of Kang. Played by Jonathan Majors. Yes, yeah, Jonathan Majors. One of my favorite actors and one of your least favorite actors, clearly. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know no, why no. you got beef with the brother. Maybe he ran over I, his dog. Or maybe, I like him now. Maybe. I, I don't know I, if listen, he's spitting your food. I, think I don't know. The way you be talking right, about this brother, here, I mean, my God. Go. It's like, damn, what folks, did he do to you? Literally, 
literally, folks, I literally talked shit about this man one time, and that was when I saw the Five Bloods, Spike Lee movie, the Five Bloods on Netflix. He was in the movie. I thought he was over. I'd never seen him before. I think it was his first major role. I thought he did a shitty job. It was a lot of overacting. Uh, he was uh, to um, me, but after did, that, he he's done nothing see, but redeem himself. Did you see uh the last Lovecraft black, Country? No, no, no. Um, last the was it last movie? man in San Francisco or last black man in San Francisco, something like that. I did not, but I I do remember that he was in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know. If, does that count as like a major? I mean, I know it was kind of an indie movie, but does that count as a major release? Uh. Yes, I was out because it was an indie release. I want to say no. Netflix isn't damn near every household. True. Um, I think. Wait, was it Netflix or was it Amazon? I thought it was an Amazon movie. It was. It was the the Five Bloods. No, no, no. Um, the last. I was thinking about the last man in San Francisco or last black man in San Francisco, whichever it's called. I I think that may have been an Amazon movie, but I'm talking about. Because Netflix is, is on a wider scale, I honestly still have not even seen Last Black Man in San Francisco. Okay, but yeah, we we digress. But yeah, that's basically they get you know they get stuck in there and they got to deal with Kang and Kang's definitely going to be a major issue because you know that guy's trying to get out and take over basically all of time and space. So how are to, the Ant so- family going to deal with this and escape the quantum realm at the same time? So well, know, let's... with the help of the rebels in the quantum realm. Yes, yeah. Um, did you? You know, well, let's start with them. Did you like the side characters? In I could have movie? done without. I could have done without the the rebel um, <laughs> side plot. To be honest, it didn't do anything for me. Um, I think the uh, I think it was a lot of unnecessary because they didn't really do a whole lot. You know, I think it would have been better if, like, this movie, to me, had all the makings of a journey to the center of the earth kind of movie. But instead of there not being, instead of just being creatures and, and, and dinosaurs and things like that that, you know, have been extinct for years or that we've never seen before, it's just people and aliens just... I don't. I guess trapped from different worlds. I don't Do, know. Are they but... alien? Actually, this this brings up an interesting question. Do they even count as aliens? Because technically, they're of Earth, right? But it's just, or is it they're, another dimension? What is a, the quantum realm they're, actually? They're, they the quantum realm is a dimension beneath ours. Okay, so it's a different dimension. Okay. Yes, but it has it's a different dimension, but it has different. I want to say universes or different planets inside of it. It's 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 very confusing. They don't really do a very job of explaining the quantum realm, besides that it's something outside of time and space. Question, however, I do have a question. And this is just like a nitpicky thing. If Janet, if if no one ages in the quantum realm, right? Nobody like a few minutes or a few years. Well, in the wait, 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 wait. I, I don't think it's that nobody ages. I think it's just that time works differently. Like you age. No, they said, I mean, you age, but where it's 10, 10 minutes in the quantum realm in real time, but in our time, it's been maybe five, 10 years. Well, but so that's I'm the like, thing. They, they play fast and loose with it. It's not, it's, it, it's, a, it's basically up to chance. It could be 10 years. It could be 10 minutes. They, they like, that's kind of like how it works. It's just random. Man, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just telling you what they, t- what they've told us. They, they have not been very specific. They need to, st- they need to define the rules of the quantum realm a little bit more. Because Scott was in there for, for like what he said was an hour, in the, in, 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 uh, end game, and it was five years. Janet's been in there for forty something fucking years, and her hair is, is as if she continued to age the same rate as Hank. So I'm like, what what where does where are the the uh the scientific principles here? But it's a movie. So Bro, we we, like? we talking about shrinking so like and growing and you know becoming microscopic. Ain't no real science involved in this nowhere. But uh in their defense they they've never given us like a solid you know 
this many hours because this, this many. It's it's Jonathan Majors is has been the same age since he met uh Janet. Actually, I I think this is just another case of black don't crack. Oh, you're giving me bullshit. That might be. I'm just saying. I, I, that might be what it is, man. For real. But he, he's also uh, he's also a freaking a time lord. So maybe he can control or come has completely stopped his aging process. Yeah, maybe maybe his time chair has you know. Or is he just immortal? Because Kang's variants are all are. Although the Kang variants are like different versions of him throughout different universes and timelines, they're also different versions of him throughout his own timeline. That's a good point. And I'm, I'm well, I'll, I'll be vague so that I don't accidentally spoil something because maybe it's something they're setting up. But there is a version of Kang that is a child. I'm not going to say what his name is, but there's mm-hmm. There is a version of him out there that's younger. So maybe we'll see that Kang too in the future. Perhaps, perhaps. But um, yeah, like like you were asking me, I didn't really care for the uh the rebel side plot. Um, I, I could have really just if they had just focused on the weird normal the weird abnormalities of the quantum realm and just traversing it to from Scott and Cassie and them trying to find you know, whoever else is with them. I think that could have been like a journey to the center of the earth type of movie that I would have enjoyed. Um, I, I I liked, I mean, I didn't have a problem with them. You know, you need more characters in your movie. So it's not just the main characters the whole time, I guess. They, they were fine. I mean, do you? It wasn't, it wasn't really, well, okay, maybe not all the time, but I get it. Um, They, I didn't think they really added much to the main story. They like they were kind of there, so you know we're gonna rally against Kang, and you know we're you know so, it, the story was a little half baked, but I thought it was fine for what it was. Um, I pretty much the only one I liked, like for real liked, was um William Jackson Harper as the the psychic dude. The fucking wasted. Potential of William that motherfucker could have been the next Reed Richards, and it would have made so much sense. Uh, but I, they decided I, to make him a telepath. Yeah. Uh, I I also like William Jackson Harper. He's really good in the the Good Place. Definitely check out the Good oh Place. Oh my god! If you haven't seen it, and if I agree, he could have been for Reed Richards. Yeah, he he was your choice for Reed Richards, and he was a popular choice. Apparently, a uh, a lot of people have said he should be Reed Richards, and I agree. I think he would have been a dope Reed Richards. But yeah, I uh, I don't see that happening now. Um, so. If they fucking make Dev Patel read Richards, I'm writing. Well, I think uh, there's something I want to say, but it could possibly be a spoiler. Um, I, I will just say, I think Reed Richards might be black if they're doing something that I think they may do. I don't want to get. I mean, I know more specific- what, I, yeah. and I know what you're talking about. I 100 percent know what you're talking about because so and so is you know so and so so and so, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. So you 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 understand what I'm saying? So there is a Absolutely. reason why I think he may be played by a black actor, but who knows? You know, maybe maybe Marvel will change that. So you never know. It's just. I mean, because I've been hearing a lot of, I've been seeing a lot of rumors that Dev Patel is like the closest in terms of being Reed Richards, and I'm like, I, I don't like that. I mean, he's he'd be a good choice, but I don't. Well, you know, maybe maybe Sue's gonna be black. I mean, that could still work. Yeah, that's true. But then, do you make Sue like a blonde, like Beyonce? Now, you know, what? I'm off topic. I mean, she don't anyway. Even, she doesn't have to be blonde. Yeah, but uh, it's such a character trait. Well, see, that's what gets me about people who like. Does the color of the hair really matter in characters? Like people, I saw some people. I mean, the color of the skin uh, doesn't. That um, that um, um, what's her face? Oh my god, Zendaya isn't a redhead. It's like, does that really? Does MJ absolutely have to be a redhead? 
Yes, because it's an iconic part oh. of her character. Oh, br- the character is the iconic character. She's not iconic because she has the red hair. The, the character like, herself the, is, Zend- is Zendaya in the Spider-Man movies a model? No. Is she an actress? No. Does she have red hair? No. She could grow what, up to be those things. We only well, know the high school version she, of her. She's literally gone to a science college, a science high school where she rivals the intelligence of Peter Parker himself. I'm sure there are plenty of fashion models that also have a very vested interest in science. You never know. That that is very true. There are there are models who have science based degrees, but just just dye just just dye your hair red. Just just go ahead and do that for me, Zendaya. Just put a put a red wig on for me. See, I, I just, just don't Rabbit. get it. I just don't get it, man. Just, Y'all just give me that just correct hair color. Zendaya but, is already a model herself. I just want the red hair. But again, we digress. Um. So yeah. Uh. You weren't really feeling sidekicks too much. How about the main characters though, Scott Lang? How did you feel about Paul Rudd in this movie? You know. Paul, I, I I love Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd is hilarious. I just don't think they play to his strengths in this movie. I, I like they. I, I and I know I'm one who always harps on Marvel for making majority of their movies, if not, not all of them, joke centric, which dilutes the emotional impact of certain scenes in their movies, but. In terms of Paul Paul Rudd, I wouldn't say he's a he's a dramatic actor. I mean, he he's capable of it, but Paul Rudd is 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 a great comedic actor. And I feel like we've lost we've lost a little bit of that comedy in this movie. We've also lost a little bit of that that wit, that wit, that that comedic timing. It's 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 a movie about him saving his family, of course, but I uh, I don't know. I just feel like Scott Lang wasn't Scott Lang. So let me get this straight. You, the main person on this show, talking about Marvel needs to stop taking everything as a joke. I don't want to see some serious storytelling. So you're telling me they should have packed more jokes into this? Listen, when you... A a character named Ant-Man is already a character who is surrounded by jokes. Jesus Christ. He's surrounded. Listen, Come on, Paul man. Rudd's strengths are in comedy. That's why you hire Paul Rudd because he's a funny man. You didn't hire Robert Downey Jr. because he's a funny man. You hired him because he embodies that. that this is uh, crazy. That billionaire, eccentric, super smart personality. Same with Steve Rogers. He, uh, Jesus Christ, what is the guy's name? Who plays Steve? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Chris. Chris Evans. There you go. Chris Evans. Chris Evans, he, he can embody that stoic leadership that Captain America has. Lean into the strengths. Lean into the into who you wrote that character to be starting out. Yes, they can have a, an evolution. Absolutely. But please keep them at their core. Keep them authentic to who they were when you first had them out. Just like with Thor. Thor was a warrior. He was somebody who who lost um, his worthiness of, of of his power, but he gained it back. And now look at him. He's a fucking uh, John claude Van Damme joke. Doing splits Reminder, I have like, absolutely no problems with Love and Thunder. I actually like it quite a lot. And I don't know why y'all don't like it, me personally, but I'm just saying. Because it is too much jokes. Too much. The one Jesus has too Christ. much jokes. This one had not enough. It's it's so funny because I was like, you know what's funny? I actually thought you would like this movie for that because I think this this movie was it's good that they quote unquote took your advice and kind of dialed back on the jokes because at the end of the day, Kang is a bad dude, man. Like this is a serious situation. If Kang gets out of here, it's a wrap. Like Kang is and, and that's the taking thing, over the quantum realm. You got all these people in here suffering. It's a dictatorship. And you want them to be making jokey jokes? Come on, son. That's the thing, though. You have to have somebody who's an antithesis of the character at the, of the of the villain. If Kang is this this downtrodden evil guy, 
He's he's very serious. Like Jonathan Majors was very serious as in his role as Kane, and Paul Rudd, even as an Ant Man, has always been about humor in these situations. Very much like Spider Man uses humor in these these crazy dangerous situations. Paul Rudd's Ant Man, his Scott Lang, does the same, and so that was missing. And I appreciate it because it definitely made me feel like some of the stakes were a little bit high which I do appreciate at the same time, I'm not knocking the seriousness, but I mean, you have to have the antithesis to kind of break, break it up a little bit. And I just don't get it. It was lacking. I just don't get it. man. The only, the only person who was trying to be funny was, was uh, Modoc. And that didn't uh, even land. You Cassie was too. Yep. Didn't land and, with her either. Um, um... Bill Murray to an extent. Bill Murray and Bill Murray. I think the funniest scene was was the Bill Murray Michael Douglas scene. That was yeah, the best when, thing. That... When when Bill when uh when Bill Murray was like, "Hey, you know I've been fucking your girl, right?" Like, yeah. <laughs> and then his face. I know this your girl, oh my but God. You know, oh, he was man. lonely. I was lonely. Things happen. Oh, uh, Mister, steal your girl, boy. Oh. Uh. The look on Hank's face. I was like, hey, he wasn't acting. That was he he's had he's done that face before. <laughs> like that was oh man, that, that I agree. That was the funniest part of the movie. Um kind of a weird. I mean, Bill Murray is kind of like a very notable face to just be making a, basically a cameo in a movie like this. But that's I mean, all he does these days. But look at him in Zombieland. One and two. Okay, but that cameo was like that was part of the joke. I got the feeling this was just like, yeah, you know, Bill Murray's available. Let's get Bill Murray in there. Cause he was literally his entire screen time is probably like five minutes, maybe 10, five to 10. Yeah. Mm. It was fine. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's just, it's just weird that you got Bill Murray just to do that. That's okay. I mean, he didn't even yeah. really need to be I, in the trailer, you know? But, I feel like there were, there were a few cut scenes in this movie. Like you could tell like some things were just abrupt. Ah, see, it's funny you bring that up because word on the street is that there were some changes to the script and they changed some the VF- ending in particular, which makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, they were to filming me. this movie in January. They filmed like the last bits of this movie or reshoots in January of this year. Yeah. And, and we'll talk more about the ending a, a little later. But yeah, so I how I felt about Scott, I I mean I, See, I'm I'm kind of in the minority. I think I like the Ant-Man movies a lot more than most Marvel fans do. It seems like most Marvel fans just don't really care about the Ant-Man movies. Like, they don't feel strongly about them one way or the other. I actually quite enjoy them. Like, I like Scott I Lang's I enjoy them Ant-Man. myself. Yeah. I think Shrink... We need more Shrinking movies. I mean, it's basically Absolutely. Ant-Man. Smasher. Yeah. Um, it's basically the Ant-Man movies and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know, those are the big ones. But yeah, I, I actually, nice. I really, and you know what? People kind of sleep on Ant Man as a hero in the MCU because that dude, he's actually, he can be a kaiju. I mean, that's not something, that's not nothing to sneeze at, you know? Even when he shrinks, he's basically got super strength, you know? I, I, I think Ant Man's kind of dope, you know? I'm tired of people dissing Ant Man. They, they disrespect him in the real world and they disrespect him in the MCU. They was just like in Endgame, they was just bullying my mans, you know? Like, for what? He's, he's a good guy. Man can't get no respect. He, we, we, we I like, thank alone. you, Spider Man. What? I, I thought. I mean, see, that was one of those jokes that if I didn't see it in the trailer a million times, I probably would have laughed at it. But you know, it, right? Yeah. It, but yeah, I, I, I actually like Scott Lang in this movie, man. I mean, he's in a serious situation. He's taking it seriously, you know. And it's not like he didn't make no jokes. I mean, you know, there's a the little Thor joke, you know. I, I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, I, I think he reacted appropriately as a father would, because you got to keep in mind, he's not thinking about being, you know, making jokes or whatever. He's thinking about getting Cassie out of the quantum realm and back home. I mean, he's a father. Um, I, I, that also kind of makes him very different from other Marvel superheroes. I mean, right? he's a superhero. He's an active superhero. And at the same time, he's a father. But what is actually kind of interesting is how at the beginning of the movie, He's kind of over the superhero stuff. Like, oh, you know, it's cool. I wrote a book. You know, I made my money and all that. But I kind of want to focus on being a dad right now, which I thought was kind of an interesting place to take the character. Because keep in mind, 
he pretty much missed out on his daughter growing up because he was stuck in the quantum realm, basically because of superhero stuff. So, you know, it makes sense that now that he's back home, he's like, I don't really want to be a superhero anymore. I kind of just want to, you know, hang out with my daughter, my new wife, you know, all that, you know, you know, just chill, you know, that's really what, and I, you know, I, I, I think that's kind of a cool place to take the character. Granted, he's in a different place by the end of the movie, you know, that's kind of his character arc. And it also makes sense as the movie goes along, because Cassie's looking at him like, yo, you're a superhero, you know, I mean, you should be doing stuff. Basically, with great power comes great responsibility without saying it. Mm. Mm. I mean, did you at least like his character arc? Yeah, I absolutely like his character arc. I mean, like you said, he he missed the majority of his daughter's youth being stuck in the quantum realm. And, you know, they they really advertised this this movie as Scott doing what he can for um doing what he can for Kang so that he can go back and to, I guess to the point where he left Cassie. That's what they, they kind of teed this up in the trailers and things. And so, I mean, they, they, they use some of that aspect, but they didn't follow through on that. Like Kang in the, in the movie, and I don't think this is a spoiler because the movie just doesn't go there, but in the movie, Kang doesn't say he can give Ant-Man time to go back he just doesn't say oh yeah. i can send you back in time it's a good point i didn't even think about that until you just brought it up the trailer was kind of capping a little bit i mean marvel trailer the they, movie they, at all they wow. be they be capping they i mean they be capping with imagery but now they be capping with story because before remember even with in with infinity war we had hulk running in that battle in wakanda he wasn't there only banner was but in this, like you said, in this scenario, it's the the whole the story is not even the exact same. Hmm. I mean, I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, look, you already know I got a one trailer policy. You know, I'm like the less I know about the movie, the better. You know, Absolutely, like, yeah. great policy to have. Yeah. So I don't have too much, of, but that's very interesting. They basically kind of lied about Scott and to an extent Kang's motivations in this movie. Yeah, because they also made it seem like Scott was like willingly working for Kang or will, like willingly wanted to do this for Kang so that he could get that time and I guess travel back in time. But uh, in this movie, Scott doesn't willingly work for Kang. He's, he's under a little bit of duress. Yeah. And, you know, since we're on the top of Kang... And I feel like I already know the Jonathan answer. Jonathan Majors. How did you feel about Kang? Oh, I love Jonathan Majors' as Kang. Oh, he's so great. He is so great. I mean, honestly, honestly, you know, he was, Jonathan Majors was my choice if they had decided to replace the child. Not a bad choice. That is not a bad choice, actually. Uh, and I mean, although that's not the case obviously i think just the fact that he gets to flex like these this villain role like even now he's he's gonna be the the <laughs> the villain i guess you could say and creed three so i guess jonathan majors is really like he's really getting his chance to flex these these kind of this kind of evil uh acting chops and you know they say that you know all great villains really uh they make you believe in their stakes and what and what and you know their causes i didn't believe in his cause at all but i do believe that kang was a major threat he was he was an absolute villain who wanted nothing but what he wanted in the way he wanted it and jonathan majors like he he did delivered it perfectly You're an interesting man. 
Scott Lang. Um, I don't know who you are, but you've made a big mistake. Okay? I'm an Avenger. I've called the other Avengers. You're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? <laughs> what? They all blur together after a while. You're not the one with the hammer. That's Thor. We get confused a lot. Similar body types. Who are you? Just a man who's lost a lot of time, like you. But we can help each other with that. When a motherfucker wasn't using his gadgets and things, nigga knew how to throw them, throw them hands. Dude knew how to throw hands. So he had such a, a physicality. Oh, he was beating the shit out of him, man. Listen, he had a physicality. Words. He was literally just he. Hey, he stopped them. This nigga, he was, he, really, uh, he, was, he, was, this nigga. he was beating the shit out of him. He was like, he was really He's, beating the brakes. I ain't never seen a superhero get beat up like that, actually. I don't think. Oh, except maybe a, a Spider Man when <laughs> Goblin basically put him through a building. That was, yeah, that was pretty bad, too. But yeah, no, nah, he was beating the shit out of that man, like for real. Uh, yeah, he uh, Scott Lang was getting. Hey, oh, I mean, I was like, okay, I thought I saw Scott throwing a few, a few jabs in there, but Kang, Kang is a conqueror. That, that Kang was conquering Ant Man in that fight. Also, obviously, I was a big fan of um, Jonathan Majors Kang. I mean, I don't know if you notice in the theater, but every time Kang was on screen, I, I just I was sitting up straight. I was like, all right, what's he about to do? Like, you know, he's got he's that he's got presence. He's got presence. He's got he's got major pun not intended, major screen presence. Like he's really good in this role, man. And you know the the interesting thing about Kang is that we're gonna see we're gonna see, and uh, this is not a spoiler because this was you know obviously talked about in Loki, and actually Kang talked about it a little bit too. We're gonna see multiple versions of Kang. So we're going to get to see yes. Jonathan Majors do like different versions of like different personalities of Kang. You know, oh, this Kang is this way. This Kang is another way, I think. And I mean, I see why this is almost like an actor's dream in a way, because you're in the same role, but you're playing different versions of it. It's almost like um, Orphan Black, right? Oh, yeah. That show Orphan Black. So I see why, you know, Jonathan Majors, he probably loves this, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you said, it is absolutely me being an actor, it is absolutely an actor's dream to be able to just flex to flex your muscles, your acting muscles in the way that you get to play the same character, but at different variations of that character, different points in their life across, you know, different um choices that change or altered this version from another. I mean it's textbook like it's 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 fucking cookies and milk to actors let me tell you yeah and you can tell like he he's serious like he's he's a bad bad man uh you know this version of kang i mean he's touted as like one of the worst of the worst and but also from his point of view because his motivation i mean he's saying look i'm doing the things i'm doing because if I don't, I know how all this is going to end. So I have to do this. And it's like, wow. So he he feels like he has to destroy all these timelines and all these like variants of himself because if I don't do it, then something bad is really going to happen. But at the same time, I'm like, mm. all right, you're saying that, but do you have to like subjugate people to do that? So it's also like, is the, are those really his motivations or is that just what he tells himself to justify his actions? Because, I mean, I feel like you could do all that without also making yourself king of everything, you know? Yeah, you, you lie to yourself enough, you believe, you start to believe it. And I think that's what makes him so compelling as a villain. And I, I can't wait to see more of him. Um, 100%. Were you a fan of Cassie Lang? Because she definitely no. gets a bigger role. Oh, well. Well, yeah, because she got a bigger role in this movie. So, I mean, well, you gave your answer. I mean, 
fizz that that's like literally in 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 more ways than one. Uh, you and, didn't like you didn't like Catherine Newton's performance. Uh, no, she gave up. She gave off like very like pretentious, bratty. Uh, oh, I'm doing this for the cause type of person who just doesn't really think about their actions and they just do. And granted, I'm not sure if Cassie is still a teenager at this point or if she has transitioned into early adulthood. But um, she's, I mean, she's gone through the system. We know that. Uh, and she really doesn't do a whole lot to me in the movie. She's there a lot more. But she doesn't do a whole, whole lot. And she doesn't really um, showcase what she's working with until like the most random point. And I'm like, girl, why you ain't do this shit earlier in the movie? And I, I genuinely believe it was a wasted opportunity. You know, um, in the, what's it? In Endgame, no, yeah, in Endgame, when Ant Man punched um, the Chitari flying monster, yeah, I think it was an, I think it was an absolutely missed opportunity that Cassie didn't grow up to size with him and punch something at the same time, just like that. That would have been a, a cinematic moment, and I'm, I, I say this all to say that this movie does not have a lot of cinematic moments. You uh but really you didn't think that like not to me. Okay. I think I'm not sure I agree with that. It may have had a couple, but in terms of like real cinematic shots and things like that, I it wasn't a whole lot for me where I was like, wow. Um yeah, I like I said, this movie had potential to be like a great um journey to the center of the earth type of movie, but like even with the shots lacking, um, Cassie's performance lacking. She was, I mean, besides her just being the reason uh, that they're in the quantum realm, I didn't really see a need for her. Or you know, she she wasn't really that funny. She was kind of just in the way and became a damsel at a certain point. Eh, I could have done without her being there, honestly. And now if she was a person on the other side who actually was uh, able to stay in the real world and was working on a way to bring them back, that might have been better. Maybe she worked with with T.I. and and the other and the crew uh, from the first two Ant-Man movies that that would have worked. That would have been a, a nice little side plot. So you you were definitely missing Scott's friends in this movie. I think everybody was. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I mean, I, I like the majority them. of people were. Yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong. I like them. I just, for the story they were telling in this movie, I just don't see how they would have fit. Yeah, but I'm saying if there, if there was a scenario like that where Cassie ended up staying and she needed a help from, let's say, the, the crew to break into Pimp Tech and get certain technology and to try and get Scott, Hope, and Hank and Janet back from the quantum realm that would have been a, a cute fun little side plot I don't know I, hey, what did you think about Cassie Adu I like Cassie actually I like Catherine Newton's uh, performance um, she, she was alright you know she, she, she was okay if they're gonna do what everyone has been assuming they're gonna do with the whole like Young Avengers thing I wouldn't mind seeing her in, in like a Young Avengers movie um, I don't know about... Is she a standout in this movie? Is she a standout? She stood out to me. I like her Cassie. Um, I think she had a point about, you know, Scott. The thing is, both of them had points. Like, I could see why Scott would want to just chill on the superhero stuff for a while and just, you know, raise his kid. And at the same time, I see why Cassie would be like, you're literally an Avenger. You should be saving people. I mean, like... They even use um a little real world stuff with um homeless camps and stuff because the the Langs live in San Francisco, so um Cassie gets arrested at the beginning of the movie because she like shrunk a cop car because they were clearing out some homeless camps. So uh, I kind of like uh, how they uh, use it. 
that's as detailed as I'll get right now. So I do like how they use like re- real world stuff in there. But um, but yeah, I I think she stood out to me. I actually like her performance. Um, I think Captain Newton did a pretty good job. Um, uh, some scenes were better than others, but overall, I think she did a good job. Um, I think uh, right now, what everyone has kind of been waiting for, someone who's been kind of controversial, um, as far as this movie. How did you feel? about Modoc. Um real question first before I even answer. You tweeted you knew as soon as you heard a line in the movie people was going to be in uproar. Does that line pertain to Modoc? No. Okay. I was well then I am confused as to what you were talking about. Um, how did I feel about Modoc? Um, he was okay. He, I mean, I feel like I guess Modoc could is technically a throwaway character that you could just, you know, have in a movie like this. He just pissed off every single Modoc stand in the world. They exist. They're out there, man. Oh, I know they exist. Um, but I feel like. This is probably one of the only ways a Modoc would come about because we don't even in the MCU they don't have any highlights on AIM. They don't have any highlights on the Illuminati or um what the the um well, the group the Serpent Society. They did do the whatever. Illuminati. I mean, yeah, somewhat. Not the Illuminati. It's like a a villain version of it with um the leader as the as the leader. But either way, I feel like this is this is probably one of the few ways I could see him having an arc in a movie. Um, also, our source kind of called this months and months ago, so I already knew who Modoc was and how he came to be and all that. Uh, uh, are you talking we... real quick? Are you talking about the Cabal? Yes, yes, the Cabal. We're drawing a blank there. I mean, they don't really highlight any villain groups in the Mar- in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the fact, because AIM, I mean, MODOK is directly tied to AIM. AIM are, is the organization that directly creates MODOK. And he eventually overtakes them and controls them. Um, but I digress. Uh, I thought he was he was funny. I think his CGI was was not complete uh in terms of when his mask was off yeah so uh, and there, there was something going around I, I, I i'm gonna beat you to it oh, okay. there's a something going around say stating that uh the vfx artists uh, on ant-man and the wasp were basically split down the middle and had the other half went to finish the effects for wakanda forever leaving um Ant-Man and the Wasp's uh, VFX team to kind of crunch crunch a lot and probably end up leaving a, a few scenes on the cutting room floor. And okay. I think MODOK's CGI is probably one of those things that suffered because of that. Kind of makes that joke from She-Hulk kind of kind of eh, kind of cringeworthy in retrospect. What, what joke was that? Um, when that joke when they're like, "Oh, we ran out of um money for CG," and then the the Feige robot was like, "Oh, you know, uh, we we got our effects artists working on something important," and then you hear a little bit of the uh, the Black Panther theme song. Remember that joke? I do remember that now. Yeah, and I guess that kind of reigns true. And I even though Black Panther was. I I think a decently well received film, and good. I, I don't, I don't think it did what they wanted it to do. In terms of how hot it was and the impact it was going to have, obviously the first Black Panther was the first of its kind, so it's going to have more impact. But I just don't think. I think they were hoping it would at least meet that billion dollar mark, or at least come close to where Far From Home was or No Way Home was. 
but I don't even think it cracked a billion. I think it maybe is at eight or nine hundred, which is nothing to sneeze at. That's still a great number, but it's nowhere near as liked as the first Black Black, Black Panther. Uh, I got an article from Forbes that says it's topped eight hundred million worldwide. Yeah, so it came it came close, but it didn't it didn't do it didn't do original twenty eighteen Black Panther numbers. And granted, I know we just came out of um you know COVID, but shit, if Spider Man No Way Home can make one point I think eight or nine billion dollars. And what was that in 2021? 2022? Was that 2021? 2021? Uh, December? Yeah, that sounds about right. That's at the fucking height. That was like literally motherfuckers just got the vaccine. Yep, 2021. And so the fact that we are maybe a year and a half, two years into having vaccines and stuff, and, you know, Wakanda forever, and even hell, Ant-Man. And man, I know is going to underperform. Uh, at the end of the day, it, it'll probably. I know it. It made more. This it had the well, highest. You got to keep in mind weekend. though, people aren't really watching this for Ant Man. They're watching this for Kang, because Marvel has built Kang the next big bad. You know. Shit, I doubt it, bro. I really doubt. You doubt it. it. You doubt people it. watch this for Kang. No, I, I mean, I know that in our community, we watched it for Kang, like amongst nerds and people who are like really ingrained in the Marvel MCU and all this, the nitty gritty of it. But I don't, I think people either they went to go see it, not just because of Kang, because honestly, Kang was only really ever mentioned in Loki. And Loki did, it's not like Loki was seen by everybody. It's not it everybody. wasn't, but Loki was. Uh, Disney Plus's most watched Marvel sh- show. That's true, but also Disney Plus is not all in every household. That Disney Plus true. isn't even in every, isn't even in every country. The way like on Netflix is or Amazon Prime because people pay for Amazon, pay for Prime, boom, it's together. But also Disney point. Plus is still in its infancy, I would say. So I don't think they've built Kang up. I mean, they built him up again for people like you and me who have watched every bit of every little piece of uh, MCU thing because we have access to Disney Plus. But not everybody is going to go out of their way to watch a a Marvel Disney Plus show. If it's not if it's not the movies, they're just not going to watch it, and that's okay. But in terms of building Kang up, this for a lot of people was that moment. Of of him being built built up, and I think they did a, a successful job, but I just think this movie is going to underperform. I don't think it's going to hit the. I don't think it's going to even crack six six hundred million. I don't think it's going to crack six hundred million. Ant Man, traditionally, not traditionally, historically, has made you know right around that four to five hundred dollar four four to five hundred million dollar range. And I don't think this movie was marketed that well, to be honest. So, so do you think that debuting th- this version of Kang on a major, not on Disney Plus scale, in an Ant Man movie was a good idea? In Ant Man, in, in this Ant Man movie. In an Ant Man, I would movie say in it general. made it made the most sense, just because of the the nature of the quantum realm and time I'm and glad timelines. You, I'm glad you said that because I would have said the exact same thing. They pretty much have to interact at some point. Right, it makes the most sense just because of the nature of the quantum realm and the 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 nature of time and everything that's involved around that. But uh, would I have wanted him in maybe a different movie? Maybe, but honestly, right now, I don't know who that would be. Maybe Captain Marvel, but even her first movie was was poorly done, although it made a billion dollars. Hey, do we know who the villain of the Marvels is going to be anyway? No, we do not. We just know that we have uh, Monica Rambeau, 
we have Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel all in one movie. And Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, I don't interesting. Know who the villain is. Interesting. We don't know who the villain in the Marvels is going to be. Okay. Because, hey, you, you bring up maybe putting Kang in there. You know, you never know. Um, I I like Modoc. I, I like Modoc. I like the twist they did on him. Um, is it a spoiler if I say what they did with him specifically? Yes. It is? Yes. He shows up yes. in the trailer. Doesn't matter. Fine. All right. All right. I'll just say the the changes they made i was fine with it although keep in mind i'm not the biggest modok stand in the world so part of it may be because i don't care as much but it worked for the story and what they did with it um i have a problem with where his character ended up i wish they didn't do that but overall i like overall i like his character yeah i mean I, I think he exhibited that zaniness that we expect from Modoc because you know you've been in the quantum realm. I don't I won't know I don't know how long it's been for Dare. Uh, uh, I don't know how long it's been for Modoc. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been for Modoc, but you know that that might have affected his his mental capacity and also the way Modoc became Modoc might also have affected his mental health so I, I appreciate the zaniness and the I'm Modoc the mechanized organism designed only for killing blah 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 um I mean that's Modoc that's how I remember him at least from like cartoons and you know and books and stuff like that right like superhero uh, superhero squad yeah exactly do you do you think it would have been better effects wise if they turned him into a robot instead of keeping him to be a giant head with baby arms and legs? A robot? I I wouldn't have liked that. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked it either. I was just curious because I know I saw some people suggesting that, but I think that that would have just pissed fans off, honestly, probably. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I like what they did with him. Um as far as the rest of the Ant family, meaning Janet and Hank and uh Hope, I kind of feel like this movie was called Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, but as far as the Wasp, I mean the real wasp in this movie in the in the title is Janet. Cause I mean Hope didn't really get to do too too much, but I really feel like yeah, this movie was, her. was mostly about Kang, Janet, and to an extent Scott and Cassie. Um, like you like we talked about earlier, Janet was stuck in the quantum realm with Kang. Although I feel like you could have warned somebody, you know, hey guys, there's someone down there that wants to take over the universe. You could have said something. I mean, come on, Janet, what the hell? You know, you said nothing. This yeah, whole expe- last time? expecting him, expecting him not to make moves while he's down there is absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, even at the end of like Ant Man two, um, she was like, "Oh yeah, you know, let's yeah, let's go down there, explore the quantum realm." And now in this movie, it's like, "Oh no, don't go down there." You know, it's probably just a little, a little continuity error, but it's fine. Whatever, it's it's it's, it's all good. Um, I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was really good in this movie. They really got their use out of Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. Um, I, I want to ask you something, and I think it's been a question on every fan's mind. Did Kang and Janet do? Mm, yes. Did they, did, I mean, they, 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 they did the thing, right? I mean, you know, they, 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 they did that. in, right? They I did mean, that. One of them, one Janet of them, was not a bad looking woman. One of them looks like Jonathan Majors. One of them looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, I, I mean, come on, like, I, I, you know, they ain't said it. I mean, but... even though she was going back and forth to Bill Murray, I don't know how you go from Jonathan Majors to Bill Murray and be okay with that. But hey, you, <laughs> go, you go ahead. Damn, bro, coming for Bill Murray's whole life, bro. Jesus. I, I'm just saying, how you going down? How you gonna play yourself like that? I get it, you know, he's an evil, he's an evil maniacal overlord. Ah, he's a conqueror. But how are you gonna play yourself like that? You're gonna go from Kang, Jonathan Majors Kang, to Bill Murray. Okay. You know, love, love is blind. I hope she oh, it, it, it wasn't about love. It was about it was about lust. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, man, how how did you feel about the ant family? And how actually they kind of played into what happens to Kang in the movie. 
because I, I have some opinions on how that went, but I think I got to save that for the spoiler talk. So we'll probably give our ratings before we go into that. Good God, how long are we doing this review? Not not too much longer. It, I, I promise the spoiler talk will be real quick. But yeah, just uh, how did you the feel? Overall, overall, the end family? Um, yeah. I I I continue to like Michael Douglas's uh, Hank Pym. I really think Michael Douglas is just great in that role. Again, I I didn't care for Cassie, but overall, uh, I think everybody had great chemistry with ever with everybody. Um, you could tell Hope was really trying to break down the walls her mother built up while she was down the quantum realm. You could tell that Hank and and Janet got back into into their groove. You know, you see her cooking breakfast and and you know them acting as a unit once again. You know, her she's even calling him Ant Man throughout throughout the movie. And I'm like, man, I know you know for the character of Hank, that's got to just like be so nostalgic to be on this kind of otherworldly mission with your wife who was gone for like 20, 30 years. And she's just calling you Ant Man like things haven't changed. Uh, so overall, I I think the Ant Family was fine. I think they could have done without Cassie, and I think they could have done just a little bit more with Hope. So, uh, what's your rating for this movie? Three, three out of five. Uh, for me, I got terrible. Say... It's not. It's not great. If you say four, I was gonna say four because of Jonathan Majors. Jonathan, it would be a three no. for me. Jonathan Majors pulls it up a whole other point. Jonathan Majors got this movie on his back. I think it's before. You, you got to see this you movie. You can't just rate a movie based off of a single performance. I can do whatever can I damn well please with my rating because it's you my can. rating. It is my rating and that's how I'm rating it. I can absolutely do that off of one performance. That's how good it was. That's, I he was really good, bro. I'm telling you, he was really good. I can't wait to see more of him. Okay, I uh, I mean I agree. He was good. I don't think he, I just wish the movie around him was just as good. Oh, you know what? Maybe three and a half. Maybe three and a half. Maybe, more okay. About it. Maybe 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 a very a very respectable three and a half. Maybe four is a bit. Okay. Cause I feel like I've been giving out a lot of fours lately. I feel like you just be, you just be, yeah, you'd be a little nice for I don't know why, you know, you'd be giving great ratings to shitty movies all of the, I get it. Look again, you gotta understand a lot for the way my ratings work. I I was like I do give point unless a movie is like a documentary or something and it's intended to inform. The 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 number one goal of a movie is to entertain, and I was entertained. So I gotta at least give it that much, you know. If I had a good time in the theater, you know, uh, you know, I'm like, all right, I, I can give points for that. But also, Jonathan Majors is really, really fantastic in this movie. So I would definitely say, watch the movie at least for him. But yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I would say the the most powerful performances in this movie are uh, Jonathan Majors and Michelle Pfeiffer's. I would say they, you know. They have the most going on in this movie. So if you're looking for good performances, you got at least two right there. The rest are subjective. Yeah. And uh, now for a abridged uh, a, a spoiler talk. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, stop here and come back later. Three, two, one, go. Uh, I don't know about Kang being beaten like that when we see him on screen. Cause, well, okay. On First of all, hand, did he really die? See, I don't know. Because we find out, okay, so the two um, end credit scenes, one, they reveal the Council of Kings. I thought that was really cool to see them. Not sure about some of the Kings. I saw one King that was kind of like really hype as hell for like no reason. That was kind of weird. I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to like that King. Um, and the other one was uh, obviously a scene from season two of Loki where they meet up with Victor Timely was a version of Kang who like went back to like the 60s or not the 60s earlier than that for like the 20s or some shit like that and like established a whole ass town 
dedicated to himself and there's a whole thing with that so yeah the council of kings said oh yeah he's dead but it's like we never saw a body so me personally i always have a rule when i watch movies and tv shows if i don't see a body there's a chance that they're not dead and we didn't see nobody Bru- i that's the same rule i have if it i mean the mother uh ooh, i was trying to think of a specific scenario i i have it in my brain but it left yeah, just because you see a flash and somebody sucked into something, obviously we saw the same shit with Darren and that motherfucker came back as Modoc. Again, a good point. I mean, I don't think anyone figured that he was going to come back in Ant-Man 3. You know, they, they assumed he was dead. and turns out he wasn't. Actually, a really good point. Now that I think about it, I, I, I think yeah. we're going to see that King again. Because first off, that's kind of the version of Kang that I would argue most people know, which is the Conqueror. So I feel like they right. can't, he can't just go out like that. You know? Are I mean, obviously, variants of the Conqueror, though? There's, I mean, yeah, there's, but there, that Kang with the purple and green and the, the helmet that looks like that and the times like that, that, would you, Google I mean, is he the Kang? only one? He's not, but he's the one with that, like, when you Google Kang, that's the one you see. Like other versions, there's Ramen Tut, which is, you know, the Pharaoh guy that you saw. There's Mortis, yeah. the guy with the tall hat. There's Iron Lad. There's, um, okay, again, this is, if I'm, I'm just going to say even more of a spoiler for the possible future of the MCU before I say this. So if you really don't want to know anything else about Kang, do not listen to this part at all. Okay. Three, two. There's Nathaniel Richards Kang, you know, so which is, you know, Iron Lad. So there's there are different versions. But as far as like Kang the Conqueror, considering this is the MCU, and with the MCU, they try to keep it as simple as possible. Because the sure thing about do. comic books. You can you can do pretty much whatever you want with comic books as long as it sticks to the rules of the universe. But with the MCU, they might want to keep it simple. It was just like, okay, this is the conqueror instead of this is the conqueror, this is the conqueror, this is the conqueror. You know what I mean? Yeah. They straight up said they called him a conqueror multiple times. So obviously, we're supposed to see this version of Kang as quote unquote the conqueror. Kang. John the Majors, he is jacked. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, I don't know if the, it, it's probably part of training for Creed, but yeah. Like, no, it's for magazine dreams. Oh, yeah, that too. The magazine covers He's playing that a bodybuilder. Yeah. No, no, see, he's playing a bodybuilder. It's a movie, he's playing a bodybuilder. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hell, it could be all three. I mean, it seems like there's a prerequisite for playing a character in MCU. You got to be swole. And then he's got Creed, and then he's got this bodybuilder movie. So it's probably all three of those things. Just like, all right, all three of them things. He said, "Fuck it, I guess chicken from a diet." I got to be like ninety percent muscle now. <laughs> but he's doing and, he's doing good work. He yeah, he he did a good job with it. Um, yeah. Uh, so I the end credit scenes. I it, it got me excited to see. I I don't know how normal audiences are gonna take it because. Kang, the thing about Kang is he loses a lot, but he always comes back, because that's the whole point. Is Every version of him is shitty, and they always come back. They're always trying to take over the universe. They're always trying to take over the timeline. That's that's his whole thing. Like, he dies and he comes back. So I know, if if you'll recall, all the way back when we we reviewed uh, the Snyder Cut, I was like, our first image of uh, Darkseid probably shouldn't have been him losing and it's gonna sound like i'm going back on that now because he does lose in this movie and possibly die but it's different because dark side's thing isn't that there's different versions of dark side kang's thing is that there's different versions of him so i do understand why people would like would be like oh well i mean if this guy lost in the first movie he's in why should i care about him but it's a little different because there's different versions of him so i don't know I, I was kind of okay with it, but also I was like, mm, should they really have had him lose to Ant-Man in the first movie? I mean, honestly, I think this movie would have been a lot better if A, Kang killed Scott, 
even if he lost, I feel like he should have killed either Scott or Hank, maybe even Hope, maybe multiple people. Um, number two, Scott and Hope should have been stuck in the quantum realm, like I thought they were going to do, and I know you thought they were going to do too. Yeah, I thought that that was like I I told you that 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 seemed like it would have been like the best choice for like more character growth between Scott and Hope because if the motherfuckers was trapped in the quantum realm, they would have actually become explorers. Ant-Man, just like Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four, are, is an explorer. He's a scientist, first and foremost, but this is not Hank Pym. So he's an explorer. I think they would have it would have heightened up that aspect of the Ant-Man character if they had stayed in the quantum realm, you know, and basically, I wouldn't say took the place of Kang, because they don't want to be conquerors, but because they did stop King, they could have themselves kind of. I, I I think the the um, inhabitants of the quantum realm would have given like Hope and Scott some type of royal position or some type of uh, leadership role. Oh, and um, by the way, um, the line that uh you were talking about that I said on Twitter, it was um when Hank Pym was talking about um. Uh, the the super smart ants and he was like you know socialism is a charge word these days but i think we can learn something from and then he gets interrupted that's the line i was talking about uh, some people ain't gonna be happy about that line and were you correct i well to be fair i haven't like looked that deep but i, I just i have a feeling i wouldn't be surprised but yeah but overall yeah so that's our thoughts on the movie uh, we both liked it. Um, I gave it a three and a half. He gave it a three. Um, you can find us anywhere. You listen to podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You know, JT be using the tickety talk a lot. That TikTok clock, the clock app. You know, there's a lot of names. We get it. it. We got it. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, it's not like an old man. <laughs> I mess around that TikTok stuff, man. I don't even all, all this TikTok. They come out with a new app every damn week. I don't even you know as in this damn you going damn, to school to be in a video to be a video or to be an editor and not knowing how TikTok. to use TikTok. I know how to use it. I just don't. Talk me about some TikTok. Uh, but anyway, that's the end of the show. We're out.